Welcome to Victory with Paul Doherty, pastor of Victory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you at any of our services, Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8.30, 9, and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Pastor Paul has a great message for you today, and I believe this message is going to make an impact in your life. If you have a Bible, turn to Daniel 11.32. Daniel 11.32. Yes. Daniel was a dreamer. He was a prophet. He was a man who was thrown into the lion's den, and God shut the mouths of lions. Back then, he could do it again if you got some lions roaring at you. Daniel was alive during the time where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace. And when they were thrown in, there was a fourth man that was in there with them. And the king said, that must be the son of God. That must be the holy one that's in there with them. They came out of the fire. They didn't even smell like smoke. So Daniel was alive during some extraordinary times, extraordinary events. And Daniel was also alive during a time where Babylon was the ruling empire. Israel was captive. Daniel was a Jew along with all of his Jewish friends. They were, they were captive, uh, held in the Babylonian empire. And so... Daniel was undergoing a lot of um, just oppression that was coming from the Babylonians over the Jews. And, and he was underneath certain leaders and, and kings during that time that were oppressive and dark and twisted and didn't really follow God's ways. And, and yet Daniel declared, I think, a great truth, a truth that he knew and a truth that he wanted everyone else to know. And in the midst of this dark time, in the midst of all that he was going through, amidst all the revelations he was getting, the dreams he was having, he said these words, but the people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Come on church, that's a good place to say amen. How many of y'all remember the hand motions? But the people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Everybody say, no God. Be strong, do exploits. So that is what we've been talking about in this series, that God wants us to know him before we can get a God dream. We need to know the God who gives the dreams. We need to get to know the, the, the dream giver himself. And by knowing God, we find our identity. We can be strong. Notice that be comes before do, that God wants, God wants you to become more like him. God cares more about who you're becoming than what you do. And then after being comes the doing, that God has called us to do great things. God has a dream for your life, and it's great, it's extraordinary. God has a dream for every single person, no matter what your past is, no matter what you've walked through, no matter what your age is, God has a dream for you. If there's breath in your lungs, God's not finished with you yet. And we believe that your best days are still in front of you. Lord, we pray right now that you would speak to us today. God, that as we finish our series on This Is A God Dream, we would hear directly from you. We would be challenged, encouraged, refreshed, revived, renewed. Lord, I pray right now for the people of Texas. We pray for those that have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. Lord, we pray right now for Houston and Beaumont, Baytown, and Port Arthur, Victoria, God, all the port city towns, Galveston, God, and the areas in Louisiana. We pray for comfort and peace. And God, we pray, Lord, that you would just raise up the church strong in this hour to serve those that are in need. God, use us to be your hands and your feet, your mouth, God, to speak love and to help those that are hurting. We pray for comfort for those who have lost loved ones. God, we pray, Lord, for those who've lost their houses and their cars and, and, and many who've lost everything, their business, their church. God, we pray that you would use your people to help rebuild, just like in the days of Nehemiah, God, that we would be a part of rebuilding and restoring the fallen walls down in South Texas. God, that we would lift up their arms and let them know they're not alone, that we are with them, we are for them, and we're gonna help them rebuild. Satan, you don't get the final word. Jesus does. And we thank you, God, that you're gonna use us in this hour to do great exploits for God's glory. And God, we thank you that today we're gonna leave encouraged and refreshed. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen and amen. You know, the greatest dreams we can have in our life are God dreams. Thank you so much, bro. Give it up for our keyboardist back there. I love I love the keys. 
The greatest dreams that you can dream are God dreams. How do you know if it's a God dream? How do you know if it's a God dream? Turn to the person next and say, how do you know if it's a God dream? I used, to, I used to ask my friends that, how do you know if this is a you dream or a God dream? How do you know if this is a dream that's, that's from God or a dream that's just, you know, maybe from eating ice cream late in the middle of the night? Blue Bell, come on somebody. <laughs> or or maybe, maybe it was the movie you watched before you fell asleep. How do you know if this is a God dream or a you dream? And I wanna tell you today, here's how you can know if it's a God dream. If it's a God dream, it will have God's peace. God's peace isn't there, it's probably not God's dream. If it's a God dream, then it will honor God's word. God's not gonna ask you to do something that contradicts what he would ask you to do in the word. If it's a God dream, it will bring God glory. Now here's the great news. There's a lot of things that can bring God glory. You might be here today and say, well Paul, can I bring God glory uh, uh, with my business? Can I bring God glory being a stay-at-home mom? Can I bring, bring God glory working at Starbucks? Can I bring God glory working at Quick Trip or Walmart? And the answer is yes! Colossians 3.23 says, do whatever you do unto the glory of God. So whether you're a coach, a teacher, a plumber, an electrician, whether you are working for a big company, whether you're a missionary, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, whatever you do, you can bring God glory. God wants to give you a dream that can bring him glory right where you are. If it's a God dream, it won't be easy. It's going to take some work. We live in a society, we want things fast, we want things quick, we want things comfortable and convenient. If we don't get our food now, we're gonna write a bad review on Yelp and let everybody know how they were too slow. But God's saying, you can't write a bad review on Yelp about me. Because my timing and my ways are different than your ways. They're higher than your ways. They're deeper than your ways. And what I ask you to do won't always be easy. It won't always come fast, but it will be worth it. The God dream will take work. It won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> Write that in the Yelp review on God. If it's a God dream, then it will need God's help. This is one of the bottom lines in our series is that, you know, if you have a dream that you can do on your own, it's probably not a dream from God. But if your dream feels a little bit impossible, like you're in over your head, like you're gonna need some help, good news is you might just have a God dream. God is waiting for us to dare to dream for the impossible, to, to pray the kind of prayers that ask God to get involved, that, that involve the supernatural in our lives. If it's a God dream, it will have God's provision. So maybe you're here today and you say, Paul, I've got a dream, but I don't have the money to accomplish the dream. I don't have the resources or the connections. The good news is you have the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. When he gets involved, anything is possible. The room you're sitting in was just a dream to begin with 25 years ago. This very room was a dream in my dad's heart, my mom's heart, as they began to dream what it would look like to build a church at 77th and Lewis in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's a dream down in North Tulsa called the Tulsa Dream Center. That building and that land used to be just a dream in the heart of my dad and my mom, the heart of many people in this church, the dream that we see now, Victory Christian School, Victory Bible College, the dream across the street of Oral Roberts University, it was just an idea in the heart of Oral. But if you can see it in here, you can see it out there. If you can dream it in here and ask God to get involved, he can make it come to pass out there. Anything is possible for Jehovah Jireh. When God's your partner, anything is possible. If it's a God dream, it will need a God team. That's what we talked about last week, that, that your friends determine your future. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. The people in your life will either make your dream fly or make your dream die. And so we encouraged you to find a group that this year you would get involved and find a connect group, get involved in relationships in this church. And this weekend we have tables in the lobby. We have ways, connect group guides for you to find your people, to get plugged in. I wanna show you a quick testimony of a friend of mine who found his group here in the church and found his place to start serving and how it made his dream come to life. Check it out. My name is Vinay Manda and I serve in the parking lot ministry here at Victory. I've been coming here for over 10 years, but it wasn't until about three, four years ago that I started to volunteer. And that mainly came about one day when I was uh, just finished a busy season at my work and I prayed 
to God and I said, okay, I need to set a time aside. Man, serving has really impacted me a lot uh, over the years. Uh, it's, it's not something that you experience in other fields, maybe you know, in your work or in your play or, you know, um, serving allows me to put God first. It allows me to put people, you know, uh, first and has really allowed me to be part of the church, part of the mission, part of the vision. Uh, I'm not just a customer here, I am a member and that means that I get to uh, volunteer, I get to serve, I have this opportunity to impact with victory the, the millions of lives that we reach every every day uh, through through the church and that's not just done by one person we are all part of victory and serving allows me to be part of this family and to reach people for God. When I first started coming to victory and you know doing the growth track it it allowed me to hear the heart of the pastors and the, the heart of victory, the mission and the vision, and I was sold. And when I started serving, I realized, you know, uh, what an important part it was playing in my spiritual growth. And then that eventually led to connect groups, and I love it. I ever since I started it, started going to one and started hosting one, a men's connect group that you know we just get together, we talk about God, and we. We pray and we ask questions. We do worship. We do we do games, and it's a lot of fun. It's like the word says, "Iron sharpens iron," and I've realized how much we need each other as a community to build each other, to encourage each other, to uh, to walk with God together as a church, as as friends. Find the group of friends that you that you love to hang out with. Find where they are serving, find the place that you fit in. If it is uh, volunteering in the parking lot, come out there. Uh, if it is greeting at the door, be out there. And if it is uh, in the choir, come sing with us. Find your place. Come on, give it up for Vinay. Everybody say, find your place. See, God has a place for your dream to come to life right now. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 20. Jesus was talking to his disciples and he called them together. He wanted to have a holy huddle. He wanted to get all these guys in and talk about what does it look like to, to be great? What does it look like to live the God dream? So when he got all of his disciples together, he said, you know that there's leaders out there. There's, there's people who love power. They love control. And these people who love to rule, they flaunt their titles. They, they like to sit at the front and the heads of tables and, and they talk about how much power they have. But he says, it must be different among you. Everybody say different. And the disciples begin to lean in. What's he talking about different? What does this have to do with being great? What does this have to do with living the God dream? What does this have to do with being the leader? Jesus said, among you, whoever wants to be great, whoever wants to be a leader must be a servant. Whoever wants to be a leader of all must be a servant of all. For just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, he came to serve. So I am calling you to serve. I used to think when I was in high school and college that serving was a means to an end towards my God dream. That as long as I served through high school and served through college, I could finally one day graduate serving and live the God dream. And then I realized, what if serving was the God dream? What if serving others was the God dream? What if that was the dream all along? What if that was the heart Jesus was trying to cultivate in me when I was invited to serve as a greeter in our youth group, or when I was a mentor in children's church, when I began to lead worship for the Sunday school class at the 9 a.m. service at the Maybe Center, or maybe it was when I was invited before I could be an RA or a chaplain at my Oral Roberts University when I was there when they said, we don't have a spot for you to be a chaplain or an RA, but you can be a parking lot greeter. What? Yeah, when all the students move in in August, you get to stand in the parking lot when it's 106 degrees outside and you get to help welcome people in. What? Yes, we've got a spot for you. How much do I make? Nothing. What? This is not the God dream. <laughs> this is a bad dream. This is a nightmare. 
But I found myself out in that parking lot directing traffic and I started having fun with it. When cars were pulling up, I started like doing dance moves like that way. I started getting into it. People were laughing and pulling up to ORU to drop their students off and I was having fun and I realized this is the God dream. What if serving is the God dream? What if helping other people is actually the biggest dream you could live your life for? Because one day when you get to heaven, guess what God's going to say? He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful God dreamer. Well done, thou good and faithful billionaire. Well done, thou good and faithful CEO. Well done, thou good and faithful, <laughs> you name it. But he's not going to say that. The greatest title you will ever have. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. 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 You can imagine the disciples just confused for a moment. They've been waiting for the Messiah, the Savior, who's going to overthrow the Roman Empire. We're waiting for someone to, to stop the oppression. The, the Romans are hurting us, Jesus. We were counting on you to take charge, to ride in on the horse, to tell us what to do, and we're going to fight. And Jesus says, you want to be great? You want to live the God dream? You want to do great exploits? Serve others. What? Serve? Where? Here. When? Now, how? See the need and meet it. See the hurt and heal it. What? I thought we were here to be great. That's how you be great, by serving others. In the late 1700s, there was this man who was riding on his horse through the wilderness on the east coast of the United States, and he was coming among a group of soldiers that were out in the middle of a road trying to move a big tree that had fallen right in the path where they had to get through. They had all their goods. They were carrying a lot of equipment. And the soldiers couldn't get through, and so they got off their, their horses. They're moving this tree, at least trying to, and their corporal, their, their, their commander is shouting orders at them. Come on, men, move it. Heave, ho, heave, ho, trying to move this big tree. And from the distance, this man on his own horse, this stranger who was watching, got up next to them and, and, and asked the officer, sir, why aren't you helping them? The officer looked at the man on the horse. Me? Why, I'm the corporal here. I'm in charge. The man on the horse said, okay. Got off of his horse. Got right there in the group of those soldiers. This stranger said, okay, boys, I'll help you. On the count of three, let's do it together. One, two, three. Heave, ho. Oh, and they moved that tree with just that extra man's help. That stranger got back on his horse, and he looked at the corporal, looked at the soldiers. He said, next time your men need help, just call on the commander in chief. I'll be right there. They didn't realize it was George Washington himself that had gotten off his horse. See, people don't mind the heat when they see you sweat. And if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. I'm gonna say that again. If you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. God didn't call us to live the God dream at the expense of not serving others. The God dream is serving others. The God dream is to help others. What if that book you're dreaming of writing one day, you're dreaming that some publisher is going to publish, what if that business you want to start, what if that money you want to make, what if that house you want to buy, what about when you want to get married and have kids, those dreams in your heart, what if they aren't just about you? What if they're about helping other people? What if that house is meant to be a house group, to bring people in, to, to feed people? Because one day Jesus is going to be up in heaven and say, oh yeah. You live the God dream. Me? Yeah, you did. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When the hurricane hit my town in Baytown, Texas, you sent financial aid. When I was a children, when I was a child in children's church, you came and you served in children's church. When I was a teenager in youth, you cared about me. You didn't just write me off as a punk teenager. When I was on the streets, you helped me out. When I needed a job, you employed me. What you did for the least of these, you did to me, Jesus will say. And by that, you live the God dream. What if the God dream isn't about how much money you make, what house you live in, what car you drive? What if the God dream 
is measured by how many people you serve. As we finish this series, as we wrap it up, I would, I would be a bad pastor if I told you the whole dream is all about you. Or if I told you, don't give up on the dream, hold on to the dream, you're gonna give, you know, you know, it's amazing as we were talking about all the characters in the Bible through this series that didn't give up on the dream, whether it was Joshua or Moses or Gideon, or let's talk about Joseph for a second. Joseph, the guy that had a hard time. He was accused for things he didn't do. He was thrown in prison. He was, he was you know, beat up by his brothers. He told his dream a little too soon. He said, you guys are all gonna bow down one day and they didn't like that idea. You know what Joseph's dream was all about? Was Joseph's dream that one day when he was gonna step into it, was it all about helping himself? No, if you read the story, the whole dream, the whole God dream Joseph had was about saving the nation of Egypt, saving his family's household, and helping other nations that were in distress. The dream God has for your life is not so you can be awesome, because the more awesome you wanna be, the smaller you gotta be. The greater you wanna be, the smaller you gotta be. You wanna be a leader, you wanna go higher, you gotta get lower. See, the kingdom of God is all upside down. There was a young man who came to school here in Tulsa from another country, and he was church hopping, church shopping. Some of y'all are doing that right now. You're checking out all the different churches. We're number like five on the list. I don't know, maybe we're maybe the first one on the list. You got like 20 more you wanna go check out. Can I just encourage you? Find a church and get involved. You'll get the most out of the church you show up and serve in and participate in and give in and lean in and be a part of it. So if it's here, don't just be a spectator. Don't just be a pew warmer. Don't just, don't just come and receive. Man, come to give. Come to be involved. Come to participate in what God's doing. Sorry, I don't mean to preach at you too much. But this guy, he discovered, maybe I'm not just here to get it. Maybe I'm not, not just here to receive, maybe I'm here to give. Check Caleb's testimony out. Hi, my name is Caleb Siobhan, and I serve here at Victory Kids. Uh, I first came to Victory in 2010. I came down here uh, primarily to attend Oral Roberts University and just kind of, you know, uh, seeing out, scoping out the different churches. Uh, I came to Victory. Victory was the best fit for me as a church, and I felt like God wanted me to be here. The biggest thing I know some people they say, well, it's a big church, I don't know where to start. And the biggest way to make a big church small is to serve. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll get to know a lot of people. You'll realize how small of a ministry this is, although it's really big. Everybody's connected here, and once you get plugged in, you start to see how small the church is, and you get to build relationships with the area of ministry that you're serving in and other ministries as well. When I decided to take the initiative to go back and serve in, uh, it wasn't something I wasn't able to jump into immediately. I had to go through the growth track, and that growth track really just put things in perspective. It's about the kids that I'm serving, the area of ministry that I'm serving, and I'm, I'm able to touch these kids' lives at a young age. I'll say to, to the person that's actually having you know, second thoughts about serving, to, to, to find a place and to serve the Lord and then be intentional about it. Find a place that you're really passionate about and, and serve God in that area with a willing mind. And if you feel like that area of service is not for you, you shouldn't feel guilty about it. It's just maybe the Lord is just tugging you to where you really belong. You just gotta take that first step. You gotta stir yourself up. Come on, take the first step like Caleb did. Maybe for you, that's going to the growth track lunch today. Maybe that's stopping in the lobby to sign up to be a part of a connect group or to find your place to serve. All of it's out there today. We've made it very easy for every single person to take that next step like Caleb did, taking that first step. Maybe you're here today and you say, well, Paul, I mean, I kind of feel like I, I graduated serving. <laughs> really? Yeah, you know, I did it. I did it for a long time. I served when your dad was the pastor and you know, now it's time for your age group to step up and serve. <laughs> All right. Talk to the big man upstairs about that. As far as I'm concerned, what I read in my Bible is if I'm breathing, I'm supposed to be serving. God's not finished with me yet. I don't think there's an age where we go, well, I'm, I'm done with serving. I graduated it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty, but I think, man, God's got a purpose for your life. And, and the best way to, to enjoy the latter years of our life or even just the current season that we're in is to find a place to give out and serve. 
Where could you do it? Tulsa Dream Center. You could do it as being an usher here, being a greeter, serving in children's church, serving in the nursery. We have a whole lot of needs here. You might say, well, Paul, it's a big church. You got all the areas covered. The dream that I have in my heart, the dream that God has in his heart for this church is way too big for just a few people to give their time and energy and efforts. It's too big for just one generation to get involved. God, I mean, God's dream for this church, we haven't even scratched the surface for where we're headed. And we need people in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, their 70s, their 80s, their 90s, their 100s to get involved serving here. We need people that are married, people that are single, people that have been divorced, people that are widowed. We need people from every season of life. God needs you on this team and I need you on this team. I need you. This body needs your body. Everybody is needed in this church. Everybody, everybody. Red and yellow, black and white, we are all precious in his sight. Young and old, whatever season of life you're in, whatever your relationship status is, God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in the earth. God's looking for people that will know God, be strong, and do exploits. He's looking for people that will serve. The best way to accomplish the God dream in your heart is to start serving right where you are. In Mark chapter 5, verse 18, this man who was demon-possessed gets healed. Jesus delivers him, and he can deliver you from whatever it is you're walking through. He can heal you of torment, depression, oppression. This guy gets healed. He gets set free. And watch what happens. He gets so excited. He gets a God dream in his heart. All right, I'm ready, Jesus. Send me on a mission trip. Let me come with you. I want to be a part of the evangelistic traveling Jesus squad. I want to go with you and your disciples and everywhere you're going. And Jesus says, no. What? Jesus says, go home. Look what he says. He says, go home. But home is here. Jesus says, right, right here. And do what? Serve the people around you. Share with them what Jesus has done for you. Preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. Show them what Jesus has done for you. But, but I thought the God dream was out there. I thought it was out there. Jesus says, right here, right here, right here, right here, right now. Where do we start? Here. When do we start? Now. How do we start? By serving right where we are. And when he did that, all of a sudden, people in his town found Jesus. They got saved, and, and he was the talk of the town, what God had done for him that God could do for others. There was a couple in our church who came a few years ago, and Maybe some of the couples in the room could relate to their story. Warren and Nicole, they were sitting out there listening to a message like this, and they realized maybe it's time for us to take that next step and get involved. Check their story out. My name is Nicole Lynn. My name is Warren Lynn, and we're ushers here at Victory. Serving on the usher team really allows us to demonstrate the mission for this church, and that is to love God and to love people. And that very simply states the mission, but it's so profound in that it is what we're called to do. So it allows us as an usher to do just that. We we're able to impact so many people that walk through the doors, whether it be for the very first time, someone's first time to victory, or perhaps to church. You're able to be the first impression of victory and Jesus to that person as they walk through the door. I attended the church for over two years without serving and received a lot, uh, changed my life. However, when I made that decision and I took that step of faith to join a service area and to become an usher, it, it got me closer to individuals inside the church, which we all know this is a large church and it, sometimes it can be overwhelming. It's a wonderful way for you to connect with a smaller group of people and to form solid relationships with those individuals, persons that you can count on, persons that you can go have a cup of coffee with, go get a Coke with. You can call, you can text, you can pray with them, they pray for you. It's a wonderful way to get connected inside of this ch church and make, make what seems to be a, a large church much smaller for you and allows you to form really special relationships. I've seen our relationship, Warren and my relationship, be stronger and more unified as we're together, um, 
you know, serving. And I would encourage husbands and wives to serve together because it really, it really does help you. And it helps you see, you know, a larger perspective of loving God and loving people, but also, you know, it's, it's helping us to love each other even more because we are serving together. You know, I was that person that felt uncomfortable about approaching a service area. It was daunting to me because first of all, I was relatively new to the church. And second, I had never served in any capacity. So there was, there was some trepidation in joining that group and extending myself. But I found that the moment that I stepped into the first usher meeting, that I was surrounded by people who loved me, who loved God, and were here for the same reason. And so immediately all of those tensions or all of, all of those anxieties about joining a group like that were immediately gone. So I would encourage anyone who's thinking about this or feels that God has put this on their heart to serve, to take that step, to reach out and do your part and just come for the first time. Just come and join the group and I promise you, it will change your life. Come on, Warren and Nicole. There's something powerful about serving others that really does connect you to the heart of God and connects you to that, that bigger purpose for your life. That the thing you're part of is bigger than the part that you play. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12 that the whole body of Christ, God has a dream for you. God has a dream for me. And while he gives us those dreams, those exciting ideas that we're called to do here on this earth, he's got a bigger, bigger dream, like a big old puzzle. And all of us are pieces of the puzzle that fit together in the big picture, the big dream God has. And what is that dream? It's the whole church working together in unity and harmony, each person bringing their unique personality, their resources, their gifts, their talents, working together to further his kingdom, to bring hope to the hopeless. This last week when Hurricane Harvey hit, I started getting text messages, phone calls from people saying, how can we serve? What's Victory doing? I said, well, we're writing checks right now to people that we know that are gonna be on the front lines helping those that are in need. Because of your generosity last week, we were able to give more than $10,000 to people down in South Texas that are in need, that are right on the front lines helping people. And we're gonna keep giving more and more. That's what the body of Christ does. That's who victory is. If there's a earthquake in Haiti, we're gonna be there. If there's a hurricane in Louisiana, we're gonna be there. If there's a hurricane in Texas, we're gonna be there. If there's a tornado in Moore, Oklahoma, we're gonna be there. We're gonna show up and serve and love and give because this body needs your body. And this church is not just meant for people inside the walls here. We're here for people that are out there. We come together and we pull up what we have together so we can help reach our city. North, South, East and West Tulsa, Bixby, Broken Arrow, Glenpool, Sepulpa, Sand Springs, Skyatook, Manford, Oklahoma, Jennings, Oklahoma. We're gonna go beyond to the United States of America, the nations of the world. Why? Because this is the commandment. This is the God dream. He has that dream for all of us to do our part. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12 that when we're all doing our part, that each part of the body matters. Don't let the ear say to the eye, you're not that important. You're being phased out. We no longer need you. That's ridiculous. Don't let the hand say to the foot, foot, you're no longer needed. We can do this thing without you. That's ridiculous. You need every part of the body. Paul said the lower the body parts, the more vital and important they are. The less noticed they are, the more important they are. Many of you guys don't realize that this service wouldn't happen without people you don't even see that are in the background. The man up there in the sound booth who's making this microphone come alive. He's the one that helps this service come together. The people behind the cameras are helping millions of people experience the gospel. The ushers, the parking lot team, the children's church team. My friend over here who's doing sign language. She's communicating to people that I could con never communicate to. She's awesome. Give it up for this amazing woman of God. Come on. This is my sign language crew over here. You know, during the Victory Conference, every service they were doing sign language. One of the speakers came to me and he said, you know, one of the biggest things that impressed me about your church, Paul, 
is his first time to come to victory and speak here. He said, was, you had sign language going on. He said, that inspired me for our church to do that. We couldn't do it without people who give their time, their energy, their effort. They're not paid to do it. They do it for free because they love God and they love people and they found their place in the body of Christ. I can keep going here. Many of you are involved in serving. This is what brings the dream in your heart to life. You wanna live the God dream? You wanna have the best life ever? Serve others. I got a phone call from one of our friends, Ash and I are friends with this amazing couple, Katie and Mark Worley. I don't know if they're in the house, but they usually come to the 11 a.m. service and they said, hey, we wanna serve the hurricane relief. We're gonna get our business and several businesses we know in Bixby to come together and drop off as much as they can so that way we can help you. Did you know all of our overflow bins, all of our bins are overflowing that are bringing goods down to Texas. Diapers and, and towels and socks and clothes and water and food. This is the heartbeat of the church to serve. We are not here to impress you. We are here to impact you. And your God dream is not about impressing others. It's about impacting others. And if you want to make an impact, start serving right where you are at, with what you have, with who's around you, in the church that you're a part of. We're going to do something right now. I think all of us can do something together. The first weekend of every month is missions weekend for us as a church. We support several missionaries out there, but this weekend we're going to do something extra special. We're going to send more help to those that have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. And right now we're going to have our tithe and offering moment. If you want to give today, awesome. If you don't, no pressure. But if you're here today and you say, you know what? I believe in what Victory's doing. I believe in how they're reaching the city and reaching the world and helping people in need. And I want to be a part of that. I'm telling you, you make a living by what you get, but you make a life by what you give. And it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So today, why don't we open up our hearts to generously give? I think this is such an important time as the body of Christ is watching from a distance and the world is watching from a distance. What will the church do when people are in crisis? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to serve the world. We're gonna bring Jesus to those that are hurting. What an awesome time as the church is coming together. It was amazing. Someone from the 9 a.m. service said, Paul, what do you guys need to get the stuff down there to Texas? Because all we had was a yellow truck back here. They said, we're gonna supply a 53 foot long, nice semi truck. And we're gonna, we're gonna let you use any of our semi trucks for the next several weeks to go and bring goods down to Texas. As soon as the church loads up one semi truck, let's load up another one. Come on, that's amazing. This, this company family owns several semi trucks. They said, hey, what we have is for the local church to use to bless others. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then, and then another guy said, hey, listen, let's, let's get that tent. Victory has a big 10,000 square foot tent that we use to set up. We do big outreaches across the US. They said, let's get that tent down to lower South Texas. So we're sending the tent on Monday morning, setting up camp in Baytown. Then we're gonna move towards Victoria. And, and little by little, we're gonna be committed to helping rebuild these towns that have been hurt and affected by the hurricane. We're not just in it when it's trendy. We're not, we're not just giving when it's in style. Man, we are in it for the long haul. We're in it to win it, baby. We're going to worship as we give and the ushers will be by just a moment and then I'll step up and we'll have our final dismissal and prayer time.
we thank you for revival that's happening in Tulsa, Oklahoma. God, in the United States of America. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are not finished with this country. Holy Spirit, breathe life, God, on dead, dry bones, like Ezekiel prophesied in the Valley of Elah. God, we speak life and breath to enter those who feel fallen and weary, who feel discouraged or disqualified. God, I thank you that you are raising this church up for such a time as this. I thank you, God, for resurrection power in our hearts, in our lives, in our lungs, God. And Lord, let us know, let us realize, God, that the breath you give us is not for us to use on ourselves, but God, that we would see ourselves as servants, just as Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve, that the God dream in our hearts is to serve others. Now, as we close right now, why don't we stand up all over this room if you're not standing and I was thinking, I was watching these rescue missions happen this week. How many watched some of that stuff on the news as boats were going in looking for people? And I saw this one where people were on a boat with a megaphone shouting, is anyone out there? Does anybody need rescuing? Does anybody need help? They've got their motorboat going through the neighborhoods of Texas where the flood has gone 10 to 12 feet high in certain areas, banging on doors. Is anybody trapped in there? Does anybody need rescuing? And it was amazing watching them rescue people trapped in nursing homes, pulling people out in their wheelchairs and, and people crying, saying, Peggy, you saved my life. Would you get my doggy? Man, that would have me in tears when they're rescuing the puppies. Anybody else see that? Someone said, all dogs go to heaven. Oh, uh, that was, we'll preach about that another day. Uh, but I remember watching this one a few days ago where this semi-truck driver was trapped and the water was coming over his truck. He was trapped down in a ditch and you could see his face on the inside of his cab. The water hadn't gotten inside the cab yet. So he was on the inside, you know, you don't wanna roll the windows down, water's gonna come in, but he's hoping that someone will see that he's still in the truck. And this woman who's a reporter, she's watching from an overpass and she's seeing this truck and all of a sudden she spots this man's head that's moving uh, through the glass. She can see it as the water's starting to come over and she starts screaming, someone help him, someone help him. She doesn't know how she's gonna help him uh, because she doesn't have a boat. So she flags down this truck driving on the overpass that has a boat. She gets them and says, lower your boat down there. There's a guy trapped in the truck and they all get in the boat and they go down to the man in the truck. They bust through the window, pull him out. He's ha he has tears. He hugs this woman, the whole people, they're hugging together. He says, you saved my life. And I'm tearing up watching this and from my laptop. And I'm thinking, that's the church. That's what we're here for. That's the local church to rescue people. And maybe you're here right now and you're sending out an SOS. Maybe you're saying, Paul, if I'm really honest, I'm struggling right now. I need rescuing. I need God's grace right now. I feel like I've fallen. I feel trapped in sin. I feel trapped in depression. I feel trapped in condemnation. I, I feel trapped in fear. Paul, if I'm really honest, I've really, I've really felt trapped lately. I need God to rescue me. I need the Holy Spirit to work in my life. I need Him to deliver me from whatever it is that's trying to torment you right now. The Bible says Jesus stands at the door and he knocks and if anyone will open the door, he'll come in and he'll make his home in your heart and he'll save you and he'll change you and he'll deliver you. And right now, I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes. If you are here today and you need God's grace, you need God's rescuing power, you need the Holy Spirit to, 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 to deliver you in some way. Maybe there's been torment, maybe there's been fear, maybe there's been shame, maybe you came today with condemnation, whatever it is, God is calling out. Does anybody need help? 
And if that's you right now, I want you to just slip your hand up right now. Just slip your hand up. Today is your day. Just say, yeah, 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 I'm going through things right now. I need prayer. I need help. I need God's grace. I need his strength for my marriage, for my family, for my finances, for my life, for the dream in my heart. I, I felt like giving up. Maybe someone watching online, you've been contemplating suicide and God's saying, I want to help you. I want to help you. Don't leave this service. Don't turn it off without calling out. Send out the SOS. He wants to deliver you. He wants to empower you. He has a purpose for your life. You are not here on accident. You are here on divine assignment. I just see God knocking on the doors of hearts like those people knocking on the doors down in Houston where the flood is. Is anybody in there? Does anybody need help? Is there a marriage that's on the rocks? Is there a family where there's been a broken down wall between you and your son, between you and your dad, you and your mom, whatever it is, God's saying, let me help you today. Today, enter into God's rest. When you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. When you rest, God goes to work. When you let the grace come in, Secondly, you're here today and you say, Paul, I, I want to take that next step. I want to get involved. I want to serve. I want to start plugging in. I'm ready. I want God to use me, to use what I can bring to the table for his glory. If that's you, lift your hand up. Today is your day to take this message to heart and apply it, to start taking that next step, whether it's to, to volunteer here at the church, to be in a connect group, to go out in the lobby and sign up, to go to the growth track, whatever it is. If that's you, you're ready for the next step. Just raise your hand. Today is your day. Yes. Yes, God is activating his army. He's activating his soldiers. He's getting you ready for serving. He's getting ready, getting you ready to love people. If you raised your hands for either of those, I want you to take a step towards your destiny. I want you to move out of your comfort zone and come and join me at this altar right here, right now. The grace of God is about to meet you right where you're at. The power of God is about to meet you right where you're at. You're not alone. He's with you. You, he's for you. He's got a purpose for you. If there's breath in your lungs, he's not finished with you yet. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. He's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for you. He's pulling you out of the miry clay. He's lifting you up out of the pit of despair. He's coming in to rescue you. He's coming in to redeem you. Your mess is gonna be a message. Your test is gonna be a testimony. The fire you walk through is gonna be a part of your story. The storm that you went through proves that you got a savior on your side. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? stepping into your purpose. God's put something inside you, a dream, a passion in your heart. How many would like to maybe start serving in a certain area of the church? You just, you say, I want to, I just don't know if I have the time, but I want to. If that's, you have the desire in your heart. You know, I'm not asking you to come down to the altar, but if you want to, just raise your hand. I want to, yeah. How many have a passion for children? Anybody have a passion to help children in the room? 
How many have a passion to help teenagers? Anybody have a passion to help teenagers in the room? Anybody care about teenagers out there? I'm seeing 10 hands. Any more than the 10 in, in this room of 3,000 people? <laughs> How many have a passion to help senior citizens, senior adults, going to nurse homes, encouraging people, talking to people in that age group? Yeah, okay. How many have a passion to help married couples? Anybody have a passion to help married couples? Young married couples, older married couples? Helping singles, you got a passion to help? That many of you guys have passions, you know what? That's part of the God dream that he has you here for, to help reach those people, minister to those people, serve those people right here. Some of you have a passion for the Tulsa Dream Center. Get involved this year, go serve out there. Some of you have a passion for Camp Victory. Get involved, go serve out there. Find your place. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I'm all yours. Thank you for living the God dream, coming to serve so that I could be saved, giving your life for mine. I repent of my sins and I receive your forgiveness. I receive your salvation. I receive your purpose. I want to live the God dream. live to serve I'm all yours God use me for your glory in Jesus name amen and amen God bless you victory I love you thank you for listening to victory with Paul Doherty if you're in the area we'd love to meet you at any of our services Saturday night at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 8 30 9 and 11 a.m. If you can't visit us, you can watch live on the Victory app, downloadable on the App Store and Google Play. Remember, your best days are right in front of you.